0: Hey folks, Paul Rudd here. Welcome to another edition of the Baseball Dads Podcast. And in this video, we're gonna talk about the the, the crisis that baseball's in, how rule changes are going to happen and how it's not the way we think or the way that we at least hope. In the meantime, head on over to 567dad.com. You can get our new book, uh, 567 Dad Baseball Edition, written especially for baseball dads. And if you follow that link, it takes you to Amazon where it is on sale for $8.01. So that's a great deal. So let me ask you a couple questions. And I'm going to tell you, I ask these to a lot of people in my world and, and, and uh, the answers worry me. Are you going to watch the Super Bowl this year? So I'm recording this in um, uh, May of 2018. So are you going to watch the Super Bowl next year? Most people say, yes. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. Y- you don't even know who's in it. You don't even know who's going to be. It. You don't even know if it's going to be a good game or not. You don't even know how you know. You don't even know if it's two rivals or two you know like teams that maybe nobody's really too interested in, or maybe it's a regional thing. But no, it never comes out that way, right? The, you're watching the Super Bowl. Most people are watching the Super Bowl. Let me ask you this: If LeBron James and Steph Curry are in the NBA Finals, which is like the playoffs are happening now. Um a lot of sports fans will tune into that. Let's say it's a game 7 uh between the um the the Warriors and the Cavs and it's LeBron and Steph Curry and Durant and right a lot of people that's going to be a big game. People are going to watch that. And then I ask people the question that just kills me. Are you going to watch the World Series this year? And you know what everybody says? Depends. We're probably not. Now, I know who I'm talking I know there's a lot of you that are like, you're crazy. I watch the World Series every year. Guys, I'm going to tell you this, man. Like, I go to bed at 9 o'clock. I have not watched, like, a full baseball game in a long time. So maybe I get a couple innings. These games start at eight. The, oh, uh, even the, the Cubs winning the historic world series a couple years ago, I, tr- I stayed up as long as I could when they tied it. I said, I was going to close my eyes for five minutes. I was watching on my phone in bed. I woke up again at five o'clock in the morning and, and there were, it was ESPN talking about the, the Cubs had won or whatever the sports show was. And so, uh, so even with that last year, in the World Series, we had the most exciting team in baseball in a long time, the Astros. We had arguably one of the top two or three players in baseball, at least the very best pitcher in baseball, Clayton Kershaw. We had the Dodgers, and 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 maybe the ratings were okay, but it is not in the same category as football and basketball are. And we know the problem. Now, I got some suggestions on this, so hold on, but I want to talk about rules because this is how it applies to us. The problem is, and let's just face it, in this current world that we're living in this social media um the 24-hour news like programming is now seems like antiquated right now it's like second by second minute by minute we never tune into espn to see what the score is on something we just tune into our phones we want information immediate we want fast-paced action we want exciting we want events we want these things to be structured and baseball has a problem because baseball can sometimes be boring it just can't Especially regular season baseball. It, it just can be boring. And if your team is not good or not in it, it just can be boring. Here's the problem we face in amateur baseball. I'm going to tell you how I think baseball can fix their problem. Here's the problem that we face in amateur baseball. Major League Baseball is experimenting with rule changes to make the game more exciting. To speed up the pace of the game. So they're instituting pitch clocks on pitchers. Which is going to be one of the most detrimental uh, um, Issues that will ever face a pitcher if you want to accelerate the pace with pitchers are being injured you are put, put in that speed clock Because all that's going to do is going to send a pitcher to throw a pitch that hasn't had enough time to recover from the last pitch or the inning before, and you're moving up the pace at which they are pitching. So if you ask any strength trainer in the world, if you should shorten the time between the, shorten the rest between reps and sets, no trainer in the world will tell you that's a good idea, unless it's like specific to a certain workout, but never over a long period of time. So baseball is going to have a problem and that's going to manifest in more pitching injuries. And the more the pitching injuries go up, the less, the less teams are gonna be able to count on pitch the less that they are going to invest in pitchers, the players union is going to have a problem with that because now their players aren't making enough money because um, baseball does not want to invest in pitchers who are not durable and are not healthy, which if you've got a player that is under 16, 17 years old, and you want to prepare him for that, then you need to spend more time in the strength training room and working on your endurance and making sure that, you're, that you can repeat your mechanics over and over again for a six to nine month season than you should on sitting with your pitching coach, throwing bullpens to a catcher in, in a pitching tunnel somewhere because if that does take effect this game is going to be who can play that game who has the endurance and the strength to repeat solid mechanics at a faster pace for 6 to 9 months 120 times a game every fifth day that's going to be the game the union is going to kill that because teams are not going to invest in pitchers i think we saw some of that in the offseason with uh, darvish and Ariada. and there was one other guy who was like waited a really long time to sign those guys in the past would have been big contract guys right at right, in free agency they didn't get the contracts that they would have probably gotten four or five years ago. Is it because this pace clock may be coming in? Or is it because the contracts, they got kind of blindsided on some of these the back ends of some of these contracts didn't pay off? I don't know. Um, we can only speculate there. But so here's the thing. So MLB is continuing to experiment with rules. So the clock is one of them. There was one that they floated out on social media with extra innings of starting a man on second base, which they declined. They floated that out as a test to see what the reaction is. The same way movie studios float out snippets of a movie or let go of a plot to see if they should do some reshoots or re-edit the movie to see how it's received. They were testing that. They were just doing a back-channel test through a broadcaster. They're going to try endless things to try and make the game faster and more exciting. There was even one talking about that in the ninth inning, you could put up any three hitters. Um, which the dinosaurs hate. And I think I'm in the middle of that Uh, part of that. I kind of, I kind of like it part. I'm not gonna be honest with you. I kind of like the idea of watching the ninth inning of a Yankee game. And if it was for nothing and you're sending up judge and uh, Stanton, uh, I I don't know. That's me. That, that, That sounds kind of cool. I mean, if if it's the last few seconds of a basketball game, they're giving the ball to LeBron. We all watched the last few minutes when Tom Brady went on the field with whatever he had left in time. We were all waiting there to see a a late-game excitement. People thrive on that. I don't know. I think it's a good idea. So here's the problem is that we think – My generation, the 38 and over, we think that Major League Baseball is going to implement some rule to speed up the game and make it more exciting, and it is going to trickle down to the game, and that's how it's going to happen. Uh Uh-uh. No way. That is not how it's going to happen. Let me tell you how it's going to happen. There's going to be some nine-year-old tournament director who wants to see how he can squeeze five more games per day in and put 10 more teams in his tournament. Without having to get a bigger facility with an extra field or two, without having to hire more staff. And he's going to come up with an idea. And this idea is going to be like rapid fire baseball. And it's going to be like a four inning game. It's going to be three balls instead of four, two strikes instead of three, two outs instead of three. And and there's going to start with a run around second, and it's going to be four innings or the first to score 11 runs. And it's going to go like this. Now, there's part of you guys that are screaming at the top of your lungs, right? But let me, let me, let, here's the toughest part about it. They may not be wrong. They may not be wrong. Because I'll tell you one thing that initially fixes. What's the biggest gripe we have about young pitchers in tournament baseball is overuse in pitch counts. Well, four inning game kills a lot of that. Now, maybe it doesn't, but I mean, it could kill a lot of that. Maybe a kid can only pitch in one game. You can pitch all four innings or whatever, right? It kills a lot of that. Here's the problem we face. And if you were a college coach or high school coach or professional coach, listen very carefully to what I said, because I said this in front of a room of about 300 college and professional coaches uh, back in December. And the looks I got were of utter horror. They may not be wrong. They may be right. And we're going to stomp our feet and complain about it because we don't like it. But now that nine-year-old kid who's playing that game, if it is successful in one tournament, how fast does it spread to every other tournament? Like that. And in a year, all teams will be playing this cuz what does a tournament director want to do? Make money, put teams in excitement, and that's the, that's the business they're in. They're not in the business of developing baseball players for the future so that high school, college, and professional coaches can make more money. Those guys are in the business of, of entertainment, of family entertainment and excitement and and that's what they're in the business of. They're not there now like the Little League coach or the American Legion coach or the high school coach, "Hey, we want to develop kids so they play at the next level." That is gone. Forget about that. I'm telling you if you're a college coach or a pro coach, you are no longer the goal that is on their mind you might be a goal later on down the road but the 9 10 11 12 year old kid their goal is not uh, hopefully i'll develop into a college player their goal is i want to play in the 14 u team that goes to canada puerto rico and california and these companies have created these ecosystems where they control the entry point and the prize and you guys are down the road the problem that you face in high school college and professional is that nine-year-old kid who started playing um uh super fast baseball the four inning games um he, was, he is going to play that for the next five or six, seven years and that when he gets to your high school varsity team or you're going to recruit him in college and then you're going to bring him onto your team or you're going to draft him in the round, you are going to try and teach him a game that he does not know how to play or you're going to try and teach him a game that is so slow as compared to what he has been conditioned to play that he is not going to be able to adapt and he will struggle inside of the structure that you are now forcing him to be a part of that is how it is going to happen. It is going to go from the ground up, not from Major League Baseball down. If we think it's going to happen the other way, forget it. And like I said, they may not be wrong. They may not be wrong. And us older guys, we may have to loosen the chains on what we believe is best for our sport. And if we want to hold on to tradition we want to be dinosaurs that they will remember us by our fossils because we're going to have a few options we're going to figure this out and co-collaborate with those people on ways to make the game better we're going to be or we're going to have to find other jobs or we're going to be just driven out of jobs simple as that and if you can disagree with this all you want but tell me where you don't think that i'm making sense Here's what Major League Baseball should do. Major League Baseball has to give up the tradition of, of the World Series on home fields. Um, basketball's indoor, obviously doesn't have a problem. Football has given it up. And here's what baseball needs to do. The, the, the World Series needs to be like uh, maybe like over a week, like a two-weekend type of event, like a Saturday to a following Sunday. And they should have it in one location, a warm-weather location. They should, all, they should have um, a week-long celebration of baseball. All of the legends of baseball should fly down and participate in the World Series like they do with the Super Bowl. So Whitey Ford should be bringing out the World Series trophy or, or Yogi Berra would have when before he passed, like a legend a Hank Aaron or or, um, or Willie Mays bring it out and have legends be part of the game of baseball um, it sh- it, baseball fans would go nuts for this if they could go down there, see the World Series, spend a week like in Florida or Arizona or, or Southern California and get to meet a lot of their old time idols and get to see current players play, it would bring a new energy to the game, they could start the World Series on a Saturday and play a Saturday 6 o'clock game so everybody could see it a Sunday six o'clock game game one and two they could play game three on uh maybe Tuesday they could play game four on a Thursday so at least if you had a game four you'd have a Thursday night game and then play game five on Friday or break up that schedule some other way and then to have your game six and seven on Saturday at six o'clock and Sunday at six o'clock in one location and take one week a complete celebration of baseball the whole baseball fanatic community would flock to that location and you would probably you would potentially line up your best teams well there's another problem you the be, the teams that reach the world series you would potentially set up a game 6 or 7 where it could become an event like the super bowl where if it was a, a, a um you know a, a game six to stay alive or a game seven to you know win or take all that you potentially set up a game seven on a Saturday night you at least are watching a potentially clinching game on a th- on a Thursday Saturday, or Sunday night which will dramatically increase your viewership and moving those two final games to the weekend at a time where everybody could watch them would dramatically increase it. The other thing that baseball has got to figure out and I don't have an answer for this maybe you do you could put it in the comments is how do you deliver your best players to the World Series because yeah, I mean, I I just don't know, and I've thought about this a lot, right? But a Yankees Dodgers World Series would have just crushed last year, right? But but they weren't the best team, right? The the Astros were clearly the best team, um. But LeBron James, you know, he hasn't made the finals yet, but was it like the last eight years? And for the last like three or four years, the Warriors have been there, and before that, the you know, um, uh. The Spurs and, and Michael like you, you you have your you're delivering your best players to the postseason. Um, I don't know how baseball does that. I I don't think the game is built that way. because that, one way you could though is one of the reasons why LeBron James ends up in the finals because he gets the ball in his hands a lot. And he gets the ball in his hands usually if there's a chance to win the game late in the game, the ball's in his hands. So one way you could do that is that you could put up the best hitters in the ninth inning, but that does give a little bit of a slight disadvantage because you, you can always go to your best hitters, right? But you can't always go to your best pitchers. Because, like, if Clayton Kershaw pitches game six in a, in a you know uh, an elimination game, uh, you know, he, he could... You know, But it's not likely he would come back on a day seven, on one-day rest. So it's, it's a little bit of a fair, unfair you know, dynamic there. I don't know. Maybe you have some ideas on how they could deliver their best players of baseball. But anyway, I don't want to ramble to on too much longer here. But if we want to keep our game of baseball, we're going to have to adapt. We're going to have to change. The game is going to have to change. The game that we are playing right now, in 10 years from now, guys, we're not going to be playing. Um, so we are either going to adapt. We are going to pout about it. We're going to complain about it. Um, we like I said, we can be dinosaurs and they will dig up our fossils or we can co-collaborate with, uh, with the whole baseball world to make it better for everyone. So, uh, thank you guys for tuning in head on into five, six, seven dad.com. You can get the book that is on sale. The link there will take you to the sale link on uh, Amazon. Thank you guys for watching and I will see all of you next week. Thank you. Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I wanted to let you know I have a new book out specifically for Baseball Dads. And I would love for you to check it out. You can go to BaseballDadsBook.com. All the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So, again, it's BaseballDadsBook.com. Thanks.